This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. With equipment breakdown coverage from American Family Insurance, you can protect all the things that keep your dream home running from sudden mechanical or electrical issues. Because this sound shouldn't mean... Contact your local agent or visit AmFam.com to learn more. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Refer to policy for equipment breakdown, covered losses, deductible limitations, and exclusions. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Products not available in every state. This episode of Headlock Talk is brought to you by... Austin-based company Naturally Hemp's and their new line of CBD gummies. These gummies are made with 100% baked-in, pharmaceutical-grade, non-isolate-based CBD. What we're talking about here is the entourage effect. The entourage effect refers to the stronger effect you get when combining multiple cannabinoids together as opposed to just CBD. Full-spectrum CBD or CBD distillate tends to be more potent and last longer, which is what we're talking about here. Unlike some other brands that use a spray-on CBD, Naturally Hemp CBD distillate is baked in so you know you're getting the full dose with each gummy. I personally use them for all kinds of things like sleep aid or muscle pain. And did I mention they taste great? They got five flavors, uh, strawberry, green apple, lemon lime, watermelon, and get this, the orange flavor has vitamin C in it. So if this sounds like something you could go for, head over to your nearest Create a Sig vape shop and pick yours up today to see for yourself the difference Naturally Hemp's gummies can make in your life. Out of the internet, over the airwaves, and into your ears, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, we're back with another episode of Headlock Talk this week. And here we break down the NXT TakeOver Toronto card and all the madness that's ensuing. Let's go! Let's do it! And we are back. Hello. Well, Stephen, uh, what a day! What a what a weekend! What what a week of wrestling it's been, my friend. Yes, lots of fun stuff. Lots of fun stuff indeed. Um, I'm of course the Texas gentleman, uh, Tanner Pruitt, and as always, to my right, you are the one, the only, Mr. Stephen Grudy. Well, howdy. I am that. Howdy, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you are, of course, listening to Headlock Talk, ladies and gentlemen, and this week, of course, we are breaking down NXT TakeOver Toronto. So, uh, Stephen, what did you think of the show? I mean, it was an NXT show, so it's great. It was great pretty much all the way through. Um, there were, I mean, let me just come out and say it definitely wasn't my favorite NXT show that I've ever seen. Uh, there was some stuff that... You know, could have been a little bit better, I think. Um, but the main event was fantastic. Um, there were some fantastic matches in it. So, not the best, 
but still a fantastic show. Yeah, I definitely thought it was a very, very good show. Um, I mean, the the build to it wasn't as uh, fulfilling as maybe some of the other NXT shows, and I think that may have played a part into uh, the feeling of the show overall. Mm -hmm. You know, had uh, had the build been a bit better, I think that the show would have been even better. Uh, than what it already was. Uh, that's not to say that there weren't some high-quality matches here. Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%, 100%. And one thing you did mention, uh, you know, before we started recording is they kind of, uh, they were riding on the Gargano Cole uh, scenario, which, you know, it's it's a big scenario. And, and, right. and I, I can see wanting to, to kind of ride the coattails of that. But like you said, if some of the other matches had a little bit more build to them mm-hmm. and a little bit more... Um, tension mm-hmm. i guess uh probably would have come off a little bit better right well and, and just to kind of give everybody a peek behind the curtain here yes um i mean it's it's it is of my opinion that i think that this takeover in particular they kind of put all of their eggs in the one basket of adam cole versus johnny gargano and it's the trilogy and mm-hmm. you know all of the the niceties that come with that for sure right right, right. Um, and, and that's not to say that it, I mean, it definitely met my expectations. Uh, the, the Cole Gargano match did. Um, and there was even some uh, matches on here that actually surpassed my expectations greatly. Yeah. Um, but uh, like I said, had the build been a little bit more uh, for some of these other matches here, um, you know, I think that we would have had a more fulfilling show. For sure. Yeah. Like, I really, really enjoyed the buildup and the match for um, the Candice versus Io, mm. um, and I think they they did that beautifully with um, with the story that they were telling and the buildup that they had for it. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you know Gargano Cole. There's been months and months and months of buildup for that, so of course it was going to pop off. Um, so those two matches had really good buildup, but then some of the other ones kind of almost felt. I mean, I don't want to say tacked on mm. because that's really not NXT style, um, right? But it, it kind of did have that feel almost. Mm-hmm. Well, and and I mean, we'll definitely you know break it down for sure, uh, match by match. Break it down now. Yeah. Sorry. Um, <laughs> overall, a very very good show. I will say, um, for better or worse, uh, New Japan has really spoiled me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the G one has been absolutely fantastic, and NXT. Uh, whereas they're normally when it comes to a wrestling weekend, they're normally the trendsetters, right? Right? They're like, oh, okay, well, you're gonna have to top all of this, mm-hmm. right? Like, even if we go back to WrestleMania weekend, like that that NXT Takeover New York card was probably the best card of wrestling all weekend, and there was like what, 40 different shows going on that weekend? Right. Uh, including the New Japan and Ring of Honor uh, Supercard. Mm. Uh, so, I mean, NXT's used to, you know, uh, making that the, um, like I said, the pace setter, the, yeah. the one that you have to live up to, right? Um, this is kind of a role reversal here where, you know, we've had a, uh, not only just a week's worth of NXT not uh, uh, NXT rather, but New Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we've we've had a month's worth of New Japan, right? Um, and a, a lot of it is very, very, very high quality. And so it's it's. I'd say I'd venture to say like ninety percent of it is extremely high quality. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so like I said, NXT was kind of doing this on the back foot a little bit here. Uh, but they still came out swinging. Um, they always come out motivated and ready to put on a good show. 
uh, and they definitely they definitely showed it here. So I I was very very pleased with the uh, what transpired here this night. Was it again to to your point here? Was it the best NXT takeover ever? Probably not. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd even say definitely not. Yeah. But. Um, there, there is a bit of something for everybody here, though. Mm. So if you are a fan of wrestling, um, you know, I would have said, you know, take a maybe take a small break away from New Japan just for mm-hmm. a day or two, and then come back and revisit this one because it's definitely well worth watching. Absolutely, it's just a matter of like making sure your 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 tastes are on point. You know? Yeah, I mean, one thing we always say about NXT and NXT takeovers is uh, they they by themselves are worth the 14.99 for uh WW network right and you know even still saying that this takeover wasn't necessarily the best takeover i've seen i still thoroughly believe that it is worth that 14.99 yeah i, I definitely believe that right right that i think uh what is it I think they'll be rolling out those next tiers for the the fourteen ninety nine price. I'm very interested. Oh, it's still a nine ninety nine right now, right? Right, right, right. But they're okay. gonna they're gonna roll out maybe a fourteen ninety nine tier later on where they'll have like evolve and progress and IWC and yeah, all that good jazz, which I'm pretty excited about seeing. I mean, I'd hate to have to unsubscribe from progress in order for me to get all the progress stuff. And I don't know, I. I I know this is supposed to be an NXT centric episode, yeah, right. Uh, but just on a on a small note here, I know Jim Smallman. I think we we covered it a little bit last time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's leaving Progress to go to NXT UK full time. Uh, but um, uh, what's the best way of putting this? Um, I would still like to see Progress be its own product and not have to go onto WWE Network. I mean, IWC, Evolve, sure, whatever. Go ahead, do it. Mm-hmm. But Progress kind of stands alone and is big enough to be on its own to not have to rely on that WWE money. Yeah, no, I I definitely agree with that. And, you know, we might be cherry-picking or splitting hairs or whatever, but, you know, like you said, Progress is big enough to stand on its own. They've proven that time and time again. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, you know, on a on a smaller note, you know, Progress has this kind of you know this punk rock vibe the this yeah i'm, I'm wearing my progress shirt right yeah. now actually yeah um uh, yeah it, it's got love the, it the punk rock vibe and, and uh the whole like going against the system kind of against the grain yeah going yeah. against the grain kind of uh kind of stuff and you know going on to ww network it's like okay i mean that's cool but right. at the same time it's like that's not really who y'all are at yeah. least that's not who y'all uh show yourselves to be you right know? well and just imagine this too and and i absolutely love this guy right uh david star is like a completely against the system kind of wrestler right just imagine him being the guy he is being the the, the person the man he is and being on pro, uh you know shown on progress on wwe network yeah, that's that's, that's just, a, like it feels that's, wrong. That's that's a very large conundrum. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but the, the, enough progress stuff out of the way. We'll have enough time later in the month to talk more about progress. Um, but let's uh, let's talk about NXT Takeover Toronto. The the crowd was very very hot that night. Yeah. Um, and, and crowds in Toronto are typically um, very receptive. Uh, to the wrestling, 
Um, WWE wrestling crowds for Toronto, they're you know they're they're more they're a lot more vocal. Yeah, uh, but it's still a WWE crowd nonetheless. So you get like a lot of like the "this is awesome" chance, right? Fight forever chance, you know that kind of thing, right? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I I didn't disagree with any of the chants. I'll say that. Yeah, I mean, there there a lot of this was well deserved in, in points here. Yeah. Um, the opening here uh, was the Street Profits taking on Undisputed Era. Of course, Street uh, Street Profits, Angelo Dawkins, Montez Ford. Uh, they are, of course, uh, the tag team champions. Uh, again, uh, taking on Undisputed Era in the form of Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Stephen, what did you make of this match? Oh, it was great. It was an absolutely great match. Um, NXT... I've said this before, I'm not the biggest fan of tag matches, just because it seems like most promotions can't do them very well. Mm. Um, NXT, time and time again, proves me wrong with that, and their tag matches are always just on a on a much, much higher quality level, uh, in my opinion. Mm. And uh, this one was pretty much the same. Uh, I'm getting a lot of... Uh, I don't know. Th- this tag match reminded me a lot of how AEW has been running their tag matches recently, hmm. where it's very, uh, very chaotic. A lot of tandem moves. Um, uh, a lot of you know chemistry shown between the two teams. Okay. And uh, also very hard hitting. Uh, th- this one was super hard hitting match. I would agree. I would say yeah, it was definitely hard hitting in spots for sure. Um, a lot of like you said, good tandem tag team offense. Um, yeah, uh, the Street Profits, I mean, they've been really kind of working themselves up here. And don't get me wrong when I say this, I um, I didn't expect a lot from them because they've been on really because they've been on Raw so much hmm. that I guess like their whole story in NXT, I was like, you know, whatever. Like they'll probably get, you know, they'll probably get some good offense in and they'll drop the titles to Undisputed Era. Right, and they'll probably just show up back on Raw like nothing else ever happened. Right, right. But they really came in and showed out, and I was super impressed. Um, Dawkins, uh, I believe, is the the larger fellow. Um, Yes, yes. He was doing some awesome power moves, like these crazy like lift spots where he would like lift up the like the the wrestler and 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 like you know throw him against like his tag partner. Or whatever to break up a pinfall. I think I think that was a spot where he like lifted up Kyle O'Reilly out of the air and threw him on top of Bobby Fish, who was doing mm-hmm. a pinfall. Yep. Um, he also does like this twirling stinger splash, which is really cool. Yeah, it reminded me almost of like the Globe Trotters or something. <laughs> uh, it reminded me of Super Smash Brothers, not the tag team, but the the video game. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, who is that? That penguin that they have in the game? The, the penguin. There's like a penguin with like a like a mallet, isn't there? Penguin with a mallet. It's like a very large penguin with a mallet. Uh, King DDD? I guess so. Doesn't he do like a spinning move like that? Yeah. I I can't remember if he's a penguin or not, though. I mean, he's some kind of bird. He, he's penguin-esque, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, you're probably thinking of King DDD. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean... It was a very good match. Montez Ford's super athletic. Yeah, I mean, super over too. Super over. Very charismatic. Yeah. I really, really liked him. Um, and then undisputed era. They're always, you know, 
you know, they're always good, mm. like really, really good. Um, I did expect to a degree that again, all of Undisputed Era would actually walk away with titles tonight. That's what I was thinking. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, so uh, this uh, this was definitely quite a pleasant surprise for me. Um, I do want to touch on something that you made note of, though. Yeah. How you said that this was very similar to uh, AEW tag matches. Mm-hmm. Um, so you remember Fight for the Fallen, where they had uh, the Rhodes brothers taking on the Young Bucks? Yes. So that match, um, that reminded me a lot of, like... So comparing this match with that match, right? They're, like, complete opposites. Right. Like, complete opposites in every direction. Mm. Um like the Cody Rhodes and Dustin Rhodes versus Young Bucks match, like it had a lot of good build to it. It was very anticipated. And then when it actually happened, it was super long, super drawn out, a lot of tandem offense, kind of like what this match had, but it was like, it was almost like overkill. Yeah. Whereas this one, it ran half the time. It had half the build, like story wise, but it ha- it ran at half the time and was so much more effective with the moves mm. and tandem offense that it had than what the AEW match had, in my opinion. I mean, yeah, I I I agree with that one for sure. Mm. Uh, I don't know that that match. Um, talking about the Rhodes uh, Young Bucks match. Yeah, it was a great match. Don't get me wrong, it was a good match. Yeah, it was fine. <laughs> but on, but no. I do definitely uh, see the whole like it it definitely kind of shrugged along at, yeah. at some points um and then the the tandem moves were just too much uh, like overkill is the best way to put it for sure um but then like you said comparing this match it it had just the it wasn't overkill but it was like right on the cusp you know, it was like just the right amount of kill. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just the right amount of kill. Yeah. Um, and I think part of that was because of the time that, that was spent on the match. You know, they didn't... I don't know. There wasn't really a lot of momentum build. It was just kind of, we're going to go, like, the entire time. Mm. And, and I think with them cutting the time down to uh, 16 minutes, almost 17 minutes there, as opposed to... 26 to 29 minutes yeah uh, definitely did it a lot of justice for sure mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, re- really really liked this match uh steven what did you rate it so i really really enjoyed this match um this obviously being the first match on, on the takeover i was expecting a great great match yeah. expecting a great pay-per-view they absolutely did not disappoint me um like I said, n- not the biggest fan of tag matches, but NXT tag matches are normally the exception to the rule. Um, yeah. So I give this one four stars. Four, four wow. stars, great match. That 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 is pretty uh, pretty solid for yep. an opener. Yeah, I mean, I would say yeah, it was probably up there in that four star range. Um, yeah, I, I I would actually agree with that. I, th- I think it was a very good, well timed match. Mm. Um, you know, definitely had the excitement that that I would want out of it, and it actually definitely exceeded my expectations for it. So I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, this match also started a trend throughout the entire night where almost everybody was pulling out new moves, mm-hmm. like the entire time. Mm-hmm. And this one, uh, you know, being a tag match, there was a lot of opportunity for them to use really, really cool 
uh, never seen before by me, tandem moves, mm -hmm. uh, especially from uh, Undisputed Era. It was just really, really nice. Definitely an innovative match for sure. Yeah. I really, really enjoyed it. Speaking of innovative and, and things that are really, really enjoyable, let's talk about the Candice LeRae taking on Io Shirai. Oh, let's talk so about good. that match. It's so good. So this was like really kind of the first like um, major marquee opportunity to see what Candice LeRae can do on a big stage mm. for NXT, and it, she did not disappoint. She she came in looking like the Candice LeRae that I have seen over the years in PWG and all over the independent circuit. Yeah, so um, she definitely has her husband's you know fighting spirit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's yeah, for sure, definitely. And then Io, man, Io. Yeah, she 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 was on fire too. Oh yeah, yeah, she was she was worked up like crazy. Uh, again, this match you know continued that theme of really crazy innovative moves uh, that mm. that I really haven't seen a lot. Um, and and Candice was leading the charge on that for sure. Mm. She she had a lot of really really cool moves, a lot of really cool reversals. Um, there was one one spot where Io had her on the ropes and, and uh, or you know, Irish whipped her into the ropes and ran after her and Candace kind of flipped around her into an octopus hold. And mm. it, it was really, really well done. There, there was another spot where, uh, Candace did like a suicide dive DDT mm. and it was expertly done. And, uh, yeah, the, it definitely had, like I said, that theme of just really big moves and really big spots. Right, right. And, and, I mean, a lot a lot goes to say, like, this match for me, like I said, not only was it, like, a spotlight for Candice LeRae to, like, actually, like, really showcase her talents on the big stage, but Io's character development has been awesome, too. Mm. Right? Like, I love the new entrance. I love the, the new... Um, like the the like the uh, the Titantron you know thing uh, that they do. Uh, I I love her new attitude. Uh, I love that she's a, like super aggressive now. Mm -hmm. Like there's like all sorts to love about Io Shirai right now. Yeah. And I um yeah I came away a much bigger fan actually of both of them than what I was going into it. Um you know so. Uh, the finish was a bit unexpected. I did not expect how that was going to go, mm. uh, but uh, I still loved the match nonetheless. And honestly, both came away looking so much better than what they had had in any previous occasion. Absolutely, yeah. And you, you know, you mentioned uh, you know coming away from the match being a bigger fan of both of them. Yeah, and that's really what you're looking for in a grudge match. Mm -hmm. That that's the the ultimate goal in a grudge match. And I think both of these ladies came up and showed out, and it was a really, really great match. Um, EO in particular also um, with, you know, she, like, completely changed her moveset. You know, she she's mm. doing a lot of new stuff. And I think the way that they've put her moveset together really accents her character beautifully mm. um, with... You know, because she's she's evil now. She's yeah. she's really brutal. She's really aggressive. Uh, mm -hmm. But the biggest thing for me is she's very disrespectful, mm. and, and her moves are showing that. You know, when when she literally like stepped on Candice to get to the top rope, and uh, you know just slaps uh, just every now and then. It, it's really showing Io's uh, character and really pulling it off and pulling the whole story together 
mm-hmm. uh, and being able to tell the story in the ring, not just the buildup that led to the match. You know what I mean? Right, right. No, and and I definitely do agree with that too, right? Um, I, I enjoyed the match a lot. I would definitely see both ladies sometime soon becoming women's champion mm. uh, for NXT. Uh, when that day will come, I don't know. But I would definitely love to be there to see it. Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I think both of them are well capable of putting on a fantastic reign. So, uh, star rating, Stephen? What, what, what do you have for us here for this match? Man, this match was so great. It I, was really, really good. I, I really, really freaking enjoyed this match. The, the build-up towards it, the story that they told in the ring, the new move sets that both of them were pulling out, it was just fantastic. Uh, I gave this one four and a quarter. Almost... I, you could argue four and a half, but yeah. I gave four and a quarter. I would say four and a quarter is pretty on point for what they gave us here. Yeah. Um, I, there's a lot of people out there who could argue that this was the best match of the night. Uh, I mean, I think that that's a pretty valid argument. Um, definitely. Depends on what you're looking for. Right. Definitely the most uh, surprising match of the night, even though it's it like with the two names, if you knew anything about these two ladies, you should expect it. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, this was definitely one of the better matches that I've seen all week. Yeah, yeah. definitely. For uh, sure. That that even includes all the New Japan stuff, too. So that's, yeah. Watch this match. Watch it, for sure. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Moving right along, though. We were we were then treated with a little brawl. Um, oh, yes. Between Matt Riddle and uh, Killian Dane. Yeah, what do you think of this feud, Steven? Eh. It's all right. It's fine. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm I'm waiting. I, I'm waiting for them to to really give me something with it. Um, mm. You know, it, we're still in the early stages. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you, you've got like a, a lack of words here to describe this. <laughs> you're, you're kind of speechless. Well, I um, mean, it, I'm not. And that rarely like, happens. Yeah, know? I mean. <laughs> Usually you're very opinionated. Yeah. I, I love Matt Riddle, right? And I think a lot of it is, you know, I'm not I'm not that familiar with Killian Dane, but I love Matt Riddle, mm. and Matt Riddle is on another freaking level. Mm. Uh, and I, I really think that Matt Riddle could be and should be doing uh, much bigger things than he is currently right now. And I think that might be one of the reasons that I'm just kind of eh on this feud. Mm. I mean, as somebody who, I mean, I'm pretty familiar with Killian Dane from his uh, progress days. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I've, and I'm pretty familiar with Matt Riddle at this point too. Like very familiar. Yeah. Um, it's, it's very, um, it's an interesting feud, right? Because it's one of those things where both guys should be able to get on the map for this. Mm-hmm. And I really, really like that facet of it. Um, they were supposed to have a match at NXT on NXT TV, but that never happened. Right. Right. Um, so I'm I'm also waiting. <laughs> uh, I guess we're gonna have to just see what happens here between these two. Uh, but I would expect for this to be in somehow some way uh, a way for there to be a foundation for either Matt Riddle to jump into the title scene mm-hmm. and to go after Adam Cole, you know, or make Killing Dane a monster. Uh, hopefully they are able to do both in the process. Yeah. Uh, but uh, again, we'll just have to wait and see. Really. Yeah. For sure. Hmm. Um. Yeah. So uh, that brings us to our next match here. Uh, Velveteen Dream, Roderick Strong, and Pete Dunn. Indeed. 
Yes. So what did you make of this match, Steven? Like, because uh, this one here had all of the elements to be a very, very good match. Yeah. Um, so let me get it out of the way. This uh-huh. was a good match. Yeah. It was a good match. Um, there I were, liked it. There were absolutely some things about it that I was like, what are y'all doing? Hmm. Uh, elaborate. What what what, uh, what uh, happened? I mean the the big one for me. Um, there was like there was a ref bump with uh with Dream. There was a a super super strange double Boston Crab spot. <laughs> um, the those kind of moves never work. Uh, double sharpshooters, double Boston Crabs. They I mean, look I mean, dumb. The, 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 I, the crowd really liked it. Good for and, them. And <laughs> um, I think for those kind of things, though, like the live crowd, to your credit here, Stephen, the live crowd always likes that kind of thing where it's like, oh, he's doing it to both guys. And, I mean, that is cool, right? Like I wow. literally just give an eye roll every time what, I see something what, like that. What a show of strength, right? Yeah. But um, at the same time, it's like, uh, it's a very unbelievable kind of move. And not yeah. in like the, like, Wow, I just saw Will Ospreay do something. It's right. like a, it's like a, oh, I don't really buy that. Exactly. And, mm-hmm. and you know, with with us being, you know, wrestling podcasters and commentators, we have to suspend our disbelief. That that's just that's just something that needs to be done, right? Mm-hmm. Um and a lot of these NXT guys do a fantastic job of doing that. Mm-hmm. Um but then you give me something like that and it's like Come on, this ain't main roster WWE. Like, what is happening right now? You know, like, a lot of those spots really just make zero sense to me. And then I'm usually not a big fan of the whole, like, okay, we're all three going to get on the top rope, and then we're going to kind of have a tussle up there, and then it's going to end in something. It's like, this this wouldn't happen. It's not believable. It was either Pete Dunne or Roderick Strong. One or the other was like, okay, we're going to do a... I think it was... Okay, yeah, it was... was, Roderick Strong, I want to say, doing an angle slam mm. to Pete Dunn, who also had Velveteen Dream in and uh, in a, like an arm drag situation. So like they do the angle slam, Dunn falls, arm drags Velveteen Dream over, but he doesn't really. And yeah, it was Dream like, just kind of jumps off the top rope. Yeah, it was like a delayed, uh, yeah, a, a delayed motion on mm-hmm. on his part. Yeah. So like it really came off as like Pete Dunne knows how to work a three-way. Roderick Strong knows how to work a three-way. Both are very technical. Mm-hmm. Um and this was like Velveteen Dream's introduction into like okay, this is how you work like this sort of match. Yeah, and I mean he's been in triple threats before, but yeah, I mean yeah, he's definitely been in multi-man matches. Yeah, it's just I don't know, like the match was fine. It was better than fine. It was a good match. It was. It it was very good. It was a good match, but there were certain aspects of it where I was just like, eh. You know, and and it was just kind of weird. So, is our triple threat matches no DQ now? Is that just a thing that I have to accept in my life? Uh, Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's dumb. In a in a WWE <laughs> setting, yes, that's absolutely. It's dumb because I I Though, was confused at one spot because um Dunn was holding a submission on Velveteen mm-hmm. like uh on the on the ropes mm-hmm. and then you know the ref wasn't doing anything I'm like what what is happening right now? Right. Well, and I think that I mean I like that deconstruction of it personally where mm-hmm. it's like okay a three way should be no disqualification because with three guys there no champion advantage you know i mean i get the no count out thing like i get that because it's a triple threat match it's kind of hard to have everyone have to be in the ring at, at all times right but 
I don't get the no DQ thing. I don't. I just don't understand that. Well, like, let me give you an example, right? Like, back in the day, right? If you had a guy who came out and like, you know, say you had Stone Cold Steve Austin, and he's in a match with like, and I know this match happened, but it didn't happen this way. Mm. Say he like, he gets a steel chair and like hits Chris Benoit with the steel chair. Chris Jericho is kind of like you know, out of luck there, right? Like, yeah. okay, Stone Cold gets to retain the title because he hit, you know, Benoit, but, like, what's Jericho doing, right? Like, you know, I I like the fix, to, the fix to the rule, but I do understand why you'd be like, why is this even an element in the match? Right. Well, I, I mean, there's a difference between holding a submission on the rope and hitting someone with a steel chair. Right. Like, there's a huge difference there. Yeah, you know, and I I don't think that the solution to the problem is to just make the entire match no DQ. Like, give me a straight up match. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I, I I like the rule personally because I like the idea of let's have a decisive winner, right? But that's just me. Yeah, you know, that's that's just how I take the 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 triple threat matches. I definitely see where I, you're I, coming I, from. I, I want what I would like is there to be consistency in the ruling right right like you'll have a a triple threat match where it's like oh okay well it's a triple threat match but the ref is counting for a doing a five count for a rope break Mm -hmm. what like i've seen that happen in wwe yeah plenty of times yeah and it's like okay well you're not setting a very good precedent for this rule of okay well triple threats are, disqual- are, are no disqualification, mm-hmm. but you've got this ref doing a five count on a rope break. See, I would and prefer that, and, that. Well, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, one way or the other, consistency. Yeah, like, yeah. like I would prefer it if there was rope break, but yeah. if, if it is going to be no DQ, just decide one way or the other. Mm-hmm. I see what you're saying, for sure. Let, let's bring it back to the match, though. Yeah. Right? Like, Velveteen Dream, he... I. Th- I think that him winning was the right decision, uh, though it did seem like he, in parts, was kind of the third wheel in the match, even though he was the champion. Yeah, definitely. Um, but with this being like one of his first big tests as uh, champion, and particularly in a triple threat match, I think it was a great learning experience for him. Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, the the way it kind of shook out for Velveteen, at least, was he was there for a lot of the big spots. Right. Um, a, a lot of the the big high flying stuff, a lot of the 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 momentum changes and things like that. Right. Whereas uh, the actual meat of the match was very much between Dunn and Strong, which mm. you know that's not necessarily to the detriment of the match. Um, I do think that I would have preferred it if Velveteen was a little bit more involved, just because I love Velveteen and he's great. Mm. Um, but yeah, like I said, he was he was there for the momentum changes. He was there for the big spots. There was a big finish. It, it was a decisive finish uh, in a world full of shenanigans on WWE. It was nice to have a decisive finish. Um, so yeah, I mean, it it was a good match. Uh, it it absolutely could have been better, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Uh, d- did you give it a rating? I did. Uh, I gave this one three and a quarter. Hmm. Yeah. I, I gave it about three and a half, mm-hmm. I, I, uh, which is close enough there uh, between both of us. Uh, I did like the match a lot. Um, could it have been better? Yes, absolutely. But it was still very, very strong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so onward to the penultimate main event then. Yeah. We had uh, the women's uh, championship, Shayna Baszler taking... Ooh. 
Who was that again, Stephen? Boo. No, Sh- Shayna Baszler. Boo. Sh- Shayna Baszler <laughs> taking on Mia Yim uh, for the uh, NXT Women's Championship. Uh, this match went just shy of about 15 minutes. Um, I can I can say with some certainty that this was definitely not the strongest match on the card, um, but that's not for without trying. Mm. Um I think that Mia Yim may be a little bit too um, too new and maybe a little bit un- under-equipped to have this match. Mm-hmm. The story was also a little bit strange. It was like Mia Yim's like going and beating up all of Shayna's friends in mm-hmm. order to get a title match, and then she like goes and beats up Shayna. It's, it was a little bit strange. Like, well, it's two heels, too. Well, Mia Yim's not really a heel, but she does. But she's she, doing heelish things. She's doing very heelish things. Yeah. To try and get like that extra little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it's like, oh well, Shayna must have this imposing challenger in Mia Yim, and I mean, the match was fine. Um, but it was it was very much like a by the numbers Shayna Baszler kind of match. Yeah. Um, I don't want to be too hard on this match, but. It it was just another Shayna Baszler match for me, and uh, that's not necessarily a good thing in my opinion. Um, you know, Shayna Baszler, she's she's very talented. Clearly, like I'm not trying to, you know, discredit her in any way. Right. But her we, matches, we know, we know, we all know how you feel about yeah, Shayna her, Baszler. Her matches are the same. They they have mm. the the same kind of momentum. They have the same kind of buildup. They have the same ending. It, it's just very eh to mm. watch. There, there's really nothing new. I I think that with particular opponents she has abilities to put on a very very good match yeah uh Shayna Baszler does um but I think that uh, there the story was a bit flat Shayna Baszler has a particular match that she does and kind of defaults to as do as does every wrestler out Mm -hmm. there let's be honest um but I just feel like the chemistry wasn't entirely there um, that's not to say that Mia Yim couldn't have a good match with somebody else on the card, nor nor could you know Shayna Baszler for that matter. Uh, but it just felt like something altogether didn't click between these two, mm-hmm. and that ultimately kind of led to to my feelings on this. This was this wasn't a bad match, uh, just a very um, for for NXT standards a little bit under par, mm-hmm. um, but but nonetheless a, a fairly average match. Yeah. Uh, so I ended up giving this about two and a half. Yeah, um, I mean, I actually gave this. Uh, I'm surprised by your uh, by your rating there because I actually rated it a little higher than you. Oh, um, huh. just just a tad higher. Um, it, I don't know. It was just a very flat match for me. Like you said, based on NXT's standards for what a what a match quality is, it was a little subpar. Um, there were a couple spots where um, they like, I don't know, like botched. Uh, like a series of moves and then they would kind of just reset and start that series of moves again and that happened a couple times and and being a a wrestling podcaster someone who watches a lot of wrestling it was very apparent to me Mm. in those moments um so i originally gave this match two and a half stars uh just just a brutally average match (laughs) brutally Um, average. i did however give it an extra quarter just because shana won with a different submission than she always does so Hmm. L- little little bit of bonus points for that just for switching it up a tiny bit it still was you know uh, 
a submission ending, which, you know, submission endings are good and everything like that, but right. Shayna does the same one every time, so it's kind of bleh. Yeah, I mean, it was a slightly different, I mean, a slightly different finish. Yeah. But, I mean, it was, it was fine. Yeah. Um, it was fine. It was, exactly. it was fine. Um, Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, the third match in the series and this one here is a three stages of hell match mm-hmm. um where if you're if you're not familiar with that term uh that is a two out of three match two out of three falls match rather where uh every fall is a different stipulation right right so um the video package leading up to it, Adam Cole picked the straight up one on one match. Logic is is because he felt as though that that was the match type that allowed him to beat uh, Gargano ultimately for the title, but also in the the first fall of the um, uh, the match from New York, mm-hmm. right? The 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 one fall that Cole dominated Gargano the most. You know, uh, was the the first fall where it was just a straight up one on one. Yeah, I mean, we we talked last week about how I think uh, the the picks uh, should have been swapped, uh, just for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, a face makes more sense to pick the straight up match, and a heel makes more sense to pick the uh, the street fight. But I mean, that's that is like the definition of splitting hairs. Uh, <laughs> so I don't want to get too much into that. Well, but. And, and they tell you right where the logic is going here in mm-hmm. the match, right? Like, Oh yeah. So the first fall is the one on one match. Um, beautiful, beautiful first fall. It, it was, it was a very, very good match from the start. Very high paced. Um, a lot of callbacks to previous, uh, moves and previous moments in their, their previous matches. I know mm-hmm. I'm saying previous a lot. Uh, previous, previous, um, but I mean, nonetheless, like uh, it got awkward in parts. So like there were times where each of them like had the, their leg raised for the super kick and then they were kind of like hobbling, making sure that, Hey, who's going to, yeah, <laughs> yeah. who Who's going to do the first one. Mm. And it's like, uh, like, I know it's like smart wrestling with the ex- explicit purpose of being smart wrestling. Right. But at the same time, it's like, uh, it's a little, uh, I don't know. It looked a bit awkward in, in, in parts. Yeah, no, I can definitely agree with that. That spot in particular was like, all right, guys, I, I know what you're doing. Let's get on with the match. You mm-hmm. know, um, One spot where they did do a callback to the old matches that I actually really, really liked was um, that I believe it was in their first match uh, when Gargano jumped off the top rope and uh, Cole hit him with a super kick in midair. Mm-hmm. Right, and they did another callback to that in in this one where uh, Gargano was on the top rope uh, and Cole was ready to give that super kick, and Gargano kind of faked him out, and, and uh, Cole went for the kick, and then Gargano jumped off and hit him with a Rana right off the top rope. Mm-hmm. That was a really cool spot uh, and kind of a little bit of fan service uh, if you're if you know those matches very well. Um, so that was a good example of it, but then there were a couple examples where it's just like, okay, guys, I see what you're trying to do. Let's just get on with the match. Right. You know? Right. Well, and, and and the fall here, um, so Adam Cole goes out of the ring after a very high-paced, you know, heavy counter and, you know, uh, counter-wrestling kind of match. Very hard-hitting. Uh, yeah, there it, there was some some hard hitting spots for sure. Yeah. Um, 
Cole goes out of the ring to get a steel chair. The ref stops him because, obviously, this fall is not the street fight. Right. Right. Under the rules of this fall, he cannot be using a steel chair. Uh, so the ref takes the chair away. Adam Cole gives Gargano a low blow uh, while the ref's back is turned. Uh, Cole tries to take advantage of the situation. And then later, Gargano gets the chair. The ref is like, no, 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 you can't use the chair. Uh, you know, didn't you just see me tell the other guy no? Right. right. <laughs> um, but uh, Gargano uses the chair anyway. He uses the chair on Adam Cole and gets himself disqualified from the first fall. <laughs> right. Right. So they they call for the bell. They say that Adam Cole's won the first fall. Gargano continues to hit Adam Cole with the chair afterwards. Mm-hmm. And Gargano's kind of smirking and, you know, happy with himself uh, about the whole thing. Um, <laughs> what did you think of that, Steven? Oh, it was so dumb. I really didn't like it. No? Uh, I, I was like, I saw it coming, you know. As soon as he grabbed the chair, it was like, y'all are really going to go with the DQ for the first fall? Like, really? Yeah. Um, I, I do understand, you know, the the story that they were they were trying to tell or the logic they were trying to portray with uh, Gargano in, in the sense that yeah I'll get this DQ'd for for this first fall but if but it'll put me in a position of power so that I can really take advantage of this second fall right and, and just really kind of go at him it was definitely a, a risk on Gargano's part it's like okay well, I don't mind getting DQ'd right but I'm, I'm gonna be able to exploit the second fall because I'm already beating this guy down with a chair yeah right? which like I get it that I I understand what you're trying to say here but at the same time it's like that's it's not very it's not very Johnny Gargano like to force a DQ like that well it's not very Johnny Gargano like uh, in that he's like, he's the face, obviously. Right. Right. But, like, in another sense, what's the best way of explaining this? He's like, if he's going to do it, mm. he should he should have beaten Adam Cole with a chair, continued beating him, and then, like, uh, just, like, unloaded on him. Yeah. Right? Just absolutely beat him down, put him in the Gargano escape, and then we go to the third fall. Right. Instead, what happens is Gargano beats him down with a chair, beats him down a whole lot, mm-hmm. and then they go through the crowd. And yep. then a bunch of other stuff happens. There's a table spot mm-hmm. where, where um, Adam Cole goes through a table. And it's like, now you've prolonged this, which is, I mean, Gargano still has the advantage, but you're still down a fall. Right. Right. So him not taking advantage of it really uh, backfires on him. Uh, uh, in this fall here, he still gets the victory with the Gargano escape. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just a very strange way to start it, and a very strange kind of happening through it. Like, yeah, the idea I guess is they wanted to have three distinctly different kinds of matches, um, all with the hot, the same high intensity that they're known for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it to be like a like a three course meal. Here's here's three different things that all go in a row together. Um, but really, we we didn't even get the ending of the first fall. Really, you know, like it it kind of just yeah. No, ended. you're right. It just ended, and then we went into the th- into the second fall. No, you're absolutely right. And I don't know it. 
it would have made more sense, like you said, if you know he just kind of kept beating him down, kept beating him down, really, really gave it to him, finished with the Gargano escape, move on to thir- to the third fall. But that would have been an even worse idea, honestly, mm-hmm. j- just for the tension of the match and the time and everything like that. So really, they just shouldn't have done that, in my opinion. It, it mm-hmm. was just a really, really weird thing for Gargano's character to do Mm. and I just I don't know man I really just it's very unlike NXT to make a mistake like that and I don't even think it's a mistake I think it's just like a weird um just oh maybe it is a mistake I don't know it's just I'm calling it a mistake I I don't think they should have done that at all it's just very uncharacteristic of how they would normally do something yeah does that make sense yeah yeah. But like, imagine how good the match would be if we did get that three course meal, where mm-hmm. it was a it was a clean fall on the first one, mm-hmm. brutal fall on the second one, mm-hmm. and and then an even more brutal fall on the third one. But we didn't even really get a first fall, right? Yeah, no, I don't know. Yeah, no, you're right. When you're right, you're right, Stephen. <laughs> um, the the closing fall here, they lowered down the steel cage of doom. Yeah, it was rough. Yeah, it was it was something. Um, so, you know, they they give us highlights here of the the match so far and the the last fall that they had, and um, so this steel cage gets lowered down. And we were talking about this last week. We're like, okay, was it a ladder match? Is it steel cage? Like, mm-hmm. how are they going to hide the steel cage? Well, they they hit it way way up in the rafters. Man, apparently. they hit that cage very well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the the cage gets lowered. And when I say it's a steel cage of doom, it's got the barbed wire all around the top. It's got weapons all over the top of the cage, you know, and, and like zip on tied the cage. to the side of the cage. Yep. There was a ladder uh, on one of the corners. Yep. And there was also a uh, a metal table. Yeah, on, on one on, of the corners as well. Uh, yeah, on one of the 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 uh, on top. Right on top of the mm-hmm. cage. Yeah. Uh, there Laying was also out flat. A, there was also a table in there. Mm-hmm. Um. Or a couple of tables, I guess. Well, uh, those two tables got put in there in the in the uh, second fall. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, I must have missed that part. Yeah. Um, and the and then the cage came around it, and they just had those in there. Mm-hmm. So same thing with the the chairs. Well, there were chairs on the cage. Whatever. I'm mm-hmm. gonna stop talking. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, lot of kendo stick shots. Mm. Uh, lots of hard hitting uh, for this third fall. Um, yeah, it, it this was really good. Um, there were three. Uh, uh, three Panama Sunrises. Yes. Um, you know, the, the, the Canadian Destroyer, the modified Canadian Destroyer. Um, one was, two of them were done by Adam Cole, one of them off of a ladder. Yeah. Um, and the other one was done, um, a super <laughs> Panama Sunriser, super Canadian Destroyer by Johnny Gargano off mm. the top rope, which I found to be cool. Um, some people have made note that maybe it was like, it's a little bit too much. Mm. on the Canadian destroyer. Um I disagree uh only to the effect of um we can go back to like Kenny Omega matches in New Japan and he had plenty of occasions where he spammed the V trigger right. like a lot during during matches, right? So it's like okay, well I get your your sentiment and your feeling <laughs> about this, but there are a lot of other people out there who've done something. Not I don't want to call it bad, but they they follow that kind of logic, right? Yeah. You know? I mean, 
what do you want? It's it's a cool move. They pull it off very very well. Yeah, and it it's they do it a lot, but it's not to the point where it's just like, oh, that's all you do, right? You know, like Brock Lesnar in the F five. <laughs> yeah, there, there there was there was much more to the match than just the. Uh, the Canadian destroyers or the Panama Sunrises. There was a brutal uh, lawn dart uh, by mm-hmm. uh, Gargano throwing Adam Cole into the turnbuckle that had a, a steel chair wedged into it. Mm. That was that was a cool spot. The finish uh, came when uh, Gargano went up the cage. He's got some wire cutters that he got out of a mysterious bag. Yeah, uh, a lot of people thought that it may have been uh, thumbtacks, perhaps. Um, that would have been too easy. <laughs> um, but too he, on the nose. But he gets these wire cutters, and he goes up to uh, get a clipping of that um, uh, that barbed wire off the cage. Yep. He goes after Adam Cole. Uh, they go up to that steel platform in the corner that you were talking about, Stephen. Mm-hmm. There's a bit of a struggle. You know, uh, Gargano wants to put the barbed wire on Adam Cole, um, and uh, there are two tables set up uh, right underneath them. And somehow, some way, uh, they kind of did this whole uh, trust fall yeah. <laughs> uh, together. This leaping, struggling trust fall off the cage. They miss one of the tables, but crash through the other one. Uh, both men are just laid out badly. Just destroyed. Uh, and, but Adam Cole has the wherewithal to finally roll over and pin Gargano 1, 2, 3. Yep. So, uh, an interesting way to end that match. Uh, again, it went about 47 minutes long. One mm. of the longer matches in WWE history. Holy shit. Did it really? Yeah. It, so. Very long match. So, that that's one, like, barometer for it being a good match is it did not even feel like anywhere close to that for me. Yeah. That, that's crazy. Yeah. I had no idea it was that long. It was a it for forty seven minutes. It was it was really really good. Yeah. Um. I mean, after the match, uh, you, and you can see this exclusive WWE.com, whatever. This is this is where a little bit of the controversy comes in, mm. uh, because Gargano, he stands up. Candice LeRae is you know down at the ring to check on him. Uh, the the fans are giving him a standing ovation. Uh, a lot of thank you Johnny chants, and uh, he's kind of like waving to the crowd, and then he walks up the ramp, and William Regal comes out to just give him a hug. You know, he's like, "That's a crazy match, whatever." Yeah, yeah, right. A lot of people are like, "Well, is this Johnny Gargano get, getting called up to the main roster?" Um, I tend to disagree. Yeah, I uh, I think that there's. Um, there's a propensity in fans on a, on part of the fans to like read too much into maybe what a situation looks like. Yeah. Whereas the perceptions aren't always what they seem to be. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no, I can definitely see that. I mean, it like can can uh is it like wrong for William Regal to come out and congratulate a wrestler on a great match yeah like, like is right. that a, is that a bad thing you know right <laughs> I, I don't i don't know like, like like does that mean that he has to get called up like right like does that mean he he's absolutely thanking him for his time in nxt right right uh, I, I, I don't know to your point I, I think people are reading into it a little too much um mm. uh, there's there's been interviews with johnny gargano saying like no i don't want to go up to the main roster i'm or, nxt for life or or, whatever. or or nxt is the main roster is, is right. something that i've i've seen him say before Right, right. And, mm-hmm. you know, of course, 
if he was going to go to the main roster, they would want him to say something like that. You know, I, mm-hmm. I do understand that sentiment, but at the same time, you know, with with NXT growing really, really rapidly, and I mean, it's already big, but it's still growing really, really rapidly, and they're possibly going to want to use NXT as one of the best ways to uh, go against AEW and things like that. They need someone like Johnny, and uh, Johnny wants to be in NXT, and so I don't... I don't see him leaving mm-hmm. really anytime soon at all. Uh, I really just think William Regal came out and was like, dude, that was a great match. Like, good job. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, and, and, and I mean, we've talked about this many, many times before over months and months and months. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and you, you hit it pretty much perfectly there. Uh, you know, Johnny Gargano is NXT. Yeah. Right. Um, I think there's the expectation of, um, let, let's say let, let's let's take let's take these two rumors here and kind of use them against each other, right? Yeah. Okay. So you want to have Johnny Gargano get called up? Okay, great. What's he gonna do? Right. Right. He's not a Vince guy. What's gonna happen is he'll get called up and he'll either go on to two hundred five live, where I mean, let's be honest, two hundred five live is dead anyway, mm. except for the the one off matches that they have on the pay per views, mm-hmm. right? Uh, or uh, he's going to be, you know, he might get put in a, in a like a semi-major program, you know, be there for a little while, and then he's chasing R-Truth and Drake Maverick for the 24-7 championship. Yeah. Right? Like, he, he's just not a Vince kind of guy. Triple H knows how to use him because Triple H has studied him. He's worked with him. He's spent years with him. Yeah. Triple H knows how to, you know, make that work. Yeah, yeah. No, um, if if Johnny Gargano goes to the main roster, I I literally just see him playing the bright-eyed dumb little kid. Honestly, like like yeah. they're they're just going like, to make I'm, him I'm a so kid. happy like well, it's kind of like what Ricochet is now. It's like I'm so happy to be here. I want to prove that I'm I'm supposed to be here. But like in an even worse way where he's just like happy all the time and i don't know yeah i mean i, I, could, I i've, I've mm-hmm. seen vince do things with guys like gargano and i yeah i don't want that right no i agree um but i guess more to my point here um you know so the the rumor all week has been uh oh uh or, or really more for like the last couple weeks but it's like oh Let's have NXT go to FS1, and we're going to counter-program AEW by, uh, you know, having NXT on Wednesday nights on FS1 taking on AEW on TNT, right? right. Okay, so, sure. Okay, let's let's just assume, for example, NXT goes to FS1, mm-hmm. right? And it, that that alone is problematic for me. But let, let's just assume. Yeah. Right? Um, you need, even if Vince, God forbid, even if Vince does want to get more involved in NXT. Whoa. Slow down. Well, <laughs> I mean. Dear just, God, don't let that happen. Look, I'm, I'm tangenting, and I'm sorry, guys. But, like. Some if somebody out there goes and tweets at Dave Meltzer, hey, does this mean that you know Vince is gonna get more involved with NXT if it goes to FS1? And he says, 
Well, undoubtedly, that is one man's opinion. It's a very educated opinion, but it's just one man's opinion. We don't know that that's going to happen or not. Mm-hmm. So let's not run with it here and say, oh, well, it's got to happen. You right. know, and then you have like a bunch of clickbait articles all over Twitter saying that, you know, Vince is going to take over NXT and make it into, you know, raw light, basically. Mm. You know, that's that's basically what's happened over the last 48 hours. I digress. Mm. Um, but like... Okay, back to my point. Fox Sports 1 gets NXT for an hour, two hours, whatever they want to do. You need a guy like Johnny Gargano there because that's the that's where the heart and soul of NXT is. You have to have established people from NXT to really show out that brand mm. because the only way that you're going to effectively counter-program AEW is not to make it like Raw it's not to make it like SmackDown. Obviously. You have to match it in terms of quality. And Johnny Gargano is the guy amongst all other guys on that roster who you can guarantee he's going to give you quality out of NXT week in, week out. Yeah. Because you've already called up Ricochet. You've already called up uh, Aleister Black. They're on Raw and SmackDown, respectively. you got to have these guys in a position... That they are groomed and and can be workhorses for you. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to tune into FS1 to see Roman Reigns come onto NXT. Yeah, that's dumb. Yeah, right. So this is our educated opinion on it. I'm just saying, to me, it makes no sense to call it Johnny. Yeah. No, absolutely. I completely agree. You know, you like you said. I don't want to just rehash everything you just said because I 100% agree with you. You have to have established talent. Yeah. You know, and with NXT growing and the new opportunities that NXT has, if it's going on FS1, whatever, you you can't just have if you want NXT to go up to that next level of, you know, sports entertainment or whatever, it can't be the B brand. Mm-hmm. where all of the guys get called up from. It can't be the B brand. It has to stand alone by itself, mm-hmm. which I think it already does. I think they need to stop call-ups just immediately and just let NXT guys be NXT guys, let WWE guys be WWE guys. Mm-hmm. There's, no, there's nothing wrong with that. They're two separate products. There's nothing wrong with that. And if you, if you constantly try to muddle it down and, and almost kind of blur the lines between what NXT is and what main mm-hmm. roster WWE is, both products are going to suffer. Well, or, or if you're going to do call-ups at all, make them a, do it in a smart way where it's like, you know, I know that we're going to need to call up, you know, Matt Riddle in two or three years, mm-hmm. right? So let's make sure that in two or three years' time that we have somebody who is big enough to, to step in for Matt Riddle or has potential to be big enough to step in for Matt Riddle when we call him up and retire Brock Lesnar. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, you know, or, you know, make it smarter. You can you WWE could easily sign guys specifically just to be on NXT yeah. and just do it that way. Absolutely. Right? You know, um, NXT you know, the guys there unfortunately they don't get paid nearly as much what the the guys over on the main roster do. Right. Right. Which is, like I said, super unfortunate. But if NXT does go, in fact, to FS1, I think that there's definitely an argument that can be made that, you know, um, all of those talents could easily 
you know, be in line for a 50,000, 100,000, you know, or maybe even double their pay raise, their pay rate right there uh, for, for what they get paid right now because they're on TV, they're having to compete against AEW. WWE certainly doesn't want any of those talents leaving to go to AEW, mm. you know, because <laughs> a guy like Johnny Gargano going to AEW would be out of this world. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. So from that standpoint, I mean, I, I with all the money that WWE makes, they need to be smarter. Mm. I hope Vince recognizes this. And I hope Vince recognizes that he he's not necessarily the smartest guy in the room when it comes to NXT. Yeah. So we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. You know, uh. Yeah. You know, yeah. There's a lot of uncertainties with NXT right now. Yeah. But um. With well, the- we we went on a on a real long tangent here. I do want to circle back a little bit uh, to this uh, Gargano Cole match. Yes. Um. Would you give it rating wise? So I actually found that this was. And by no means is this a bad thing. Um, Obviously, I gave the last two matches six stars each. Mm -hmm. I really loved both of those matches. Definitely going to go down in history as two of WWE's uh, uh, best matches. If not, they with certainty, their best matches Mm -hmm. in its history up to now. Um, This one here, I didn't feel as though it came as close to those. Mm. I felt as though... There was uh, there was a bit too much thought put into it, mm. right? Like I felt like it was very um, I don't want to say convoluted, but I want to say like there was a lot of they 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 put a lot of effort into it. They they did a very good job. This was still a five star match for me. Yeah. Definitely a very very good match. Well worth checking out. Very smartly done. Uh, but to a degree, it was like they're doing this for doing its sake, right? Mm, yeah. Right. Like every match was something a little bit different from the other ones. But in my opinion, in order for it to be in that same realm that the other two matches were, it would have had to have done something that elevated itself above the other two. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel as though there was anything that would have made it the six stars that yeah. the other two were. Just yeah. just my opinions and my ratings, though. Yeah. What, what did you think, Steven? So, I mean, obviously, I really enjoyed the match. It, it was a really, really solid match. Um, my, I don't know, there, there were some things in it that were just kind of weird to me, like the, the DQ on the first fall. Mm. Um, I, I don't know where the hell that came from. I don't right. know whose idea that was. Um, I, I do think that was a mistake to do that. Um, it... it I really just don't know where that came from. It it made zero sense to me whatsoever. Mm. It wasn't with Johnny's character. The match would have been better without it. And mm. I, whatever. Um, I also gave this match five stars. So I know we're I know we're both being. See, here's the thing. When I'm, it when was I'm, still a very very good match. You should still very. You should still very much check this match out. Yeah, like right, like but if 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 choosing. Go watch the other two matches as well. Yeah, those were probably better. Yeah, I mean we're we're saying some <clears throat> negative things right now, but really, mm. when a match is this high quality, the, right. there's really not much to say other than the nitpicks. 
you know and so i don't want to have that ring true on what my opinion of the match is the match is freaking fantastic right it's a really really great match very there, very good match there were just some things about it that held it back from being in that six star territory but i'll say it again five star <clears throat> match fantastic match just right. some things held it back from being just that much better right and and, and to to just build on that real quick real briefly here because uh, i know we're running out of time but um i mean from everything that i know and and, and we've talked about this before for me going to a six star level you know breaking that ra- that that rating scale quote unquote yeah breaking the scale uh you have to do something that i feel transcends uh wrestling yeah where you could show it to like a rest like a non-wrestling fan and that they would actually enjoy it right um i feel as though the previous two matches did that this match there would have definitely been spots where a non-wrestling fan would have been like oh that's awesome right mm-hmm. like there like there's there's plenty for even a non-wrestling fan to enjoy but at the same time i mean i don't feel as though like it would have turned a non-fan into a fan yeah no for ma- sure ma- maybe it would have maybe it wouldn't have i don't know there was a lot of fan service in this match you know a lot of callbacks yeah. to the other matches a, a lot of things that you really wouldn't pick up on unless you are a big fan and have watched the other matches a couple times right and you know that's all well and good but like you said it doesn't necessarily transcend wrestling it it gives it gives the people who are already fans a little bit more to enjoy but there's not much in, in the way of uh trying to make new fans necessarily right. still uh, uh, an absolutely fantastic match nonetheless yes. though yes really definitely recommend checking it out i mean this match street profits match velveteen dream was awesome uh in the triple threat and then of course the the eo shirai and ken is match all fantastic really really enjoyed those yeah uh, so highly recommend still checking this out again was it the strongest nxt takeover uh uh probably not um, but they've had a lot of very strong takeovers to have to compete against recently anyway. Yep. Uh, so it was it was only a matter of time before there was one NXT show that came along that just couldn't give you that extra edge. Yeah. Um, I think a little bit more focus and a little bit more certainties would have definitely helped this show, uh, but still highly worth checking out because this uh, did go above my expectations of, of what uh, this could be. Yeah. So, um, speaking of being above expectations, uh, uh, we uh, we we have these uh, diving suits here, mm. right? Uh, and the, the these oxygen tanks here, With flippers and goggles, Snor- snorkels. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's time to take our deep dive here into our closing segment here. As always, if wishes were fishes. <laughs> Yeah. We're underwater. <laughs> so, uh, for those who are not familiar with If Wishes Were Fishes, uh, this is our little fun way of closing out uh, our shows uh, where we each turn uh, take turns making wishes and the other grades them in terms of fishes. Indeed. Yes. If it sounds ridiculous, it's because it is, but it's a lot of fun. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, we get to, we get to you know, uh, maybe use our imagination a little bit. 
Indeed. <laughs> so, Steven, do you have a wrestling wish uh, this week that you just got to have right away? I do. I do. So, um, the EO Candice match. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Really, really great. They're telling a really solid story with it. Um, with Johnny losing this uh, match between Adam Cole and him, mm. um, I I want to see him and Candice take a step back for a second and just kind of not necessarily take a step back in terms of like not being there, but just like take a step back and reassess what they're what they're wanting. Okay. And that will give Io Shirai a chance to go after Shayna Baszler. Hmm. And so, you know, it'd be it'd be cool if Candice just, you know, happens to beat Io Shirai and ends their feud and, and you know, gets a big pop. Yay, Candice won. Mm-hmm. But how much better would it be if Candice also overcomes Io and also gets the NXT Women's Championship after Io takes it off of Shayna? I, I definitely think that that would be well-deserved, mm-hmm. for sure. I definitely want to see Io be a champion. Um, and, and what direction does that come? I, I don't quite know. Um, I really do like Candace a lot though, too. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I feel, I feel like she's also highly deserving of being a women's champion someday in the future, hopefully. Um, you know, but I mean, I, I do see where you're coming from here. It would be nice to have that, that EO title run, uh, when that, whenever that comes, I, I don't know. Uh, but I do like that. Uh, so, um, based on your wish here, I want to give you something that reminds me of, uh, Io Shirai, uh, particularly, uh, her, her, her ring gear last night. Ah. Uh, I'm going to actually give you four Moorish idol fish. It looks like, it looks like a, a little bit like a, ah. like an angel fish there, but it's, it's got the black and yellow, got the black and yellow mm-hmm. the highlighter yellow too. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Beautiful four, fish. Four of those fishies. All right on. I will take them. Thank you, sir. Yeah. And what you got for me for wishes? Uh, so, uh, if wishes were fishes, um, so we had actually a, a special guest present last night on NXT uh, by the name of Austin Theory. Mm. Austin Theory is uh, the current uh, champion for Evolve, uh, and I know that... Um, He's been having a lot of WWE uh, scouts looking at him recently, so it's not it would not be outrageously uh, surprising uh, if he is to sign with NXT. Mm. I think that that would be a, definitely a good move for him career wise, and he's very young. He's only like twenty two, maybe twenty three. Wow. Okay. Um, so um, he has the ability to be. Um, like an MJF kind of, where you know, cocky, brash, very, very good heel. Um, I, I could see him uh, being the next top NXT mega heel uh, after a while, uh, or or one of the top ones. Definitely, a, a, at least a threat. Um, I think he needs a little bit more ring work uh, to be done, but. Um, I really do think that he's a he's definitely a good prospect. So if wishes were fishes, uh, we see uh, Austin Theory in NXT by the end of the year. By the end of the year, okay. Wow. No, I I mean I like that wish. Uh, I'm not the biggest familiar with Austin Theory. Um, what little I've seen from him, he's definitely a talented guy. Um, and of course, you know if they are wanting to stick with 
the the call up scenario that that they have right now, uh, you're definitely going to need to be able to replace some top heels uh, right. very soon. Right. So yeah, I definitely definitely agree with that. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give you three and a half blue faced angel fish. Oh, looks like that. Well, look at that. Yeah. Yeah, that looks nice. It's a, it's a pretty nice fish. <laughs> and you you get the you get the front half so three three in the front half of that fish. Oh, so I gotta I gotta work with the eyes and all that stuff. Exactly. Ah, okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll I'll take it. It's a good looking <laughs> fish though. Um, so for me, uh, my next one is so the best part of that Gargano Cole match hmm. was the last fall, in my opinion. Okay. It was very very good. Um, a lot of tension build up really big spots uh and then of course i'm a big fan of weapons uh so th- that was also really good <laughs> yeah so if wishes were fishes um whenever whenever our good friend uh tomaso champa returns to nxt uh him and johnny gargano would have a very similar match maybe not a two out of three falls match but a match with that kind of cage huh yeah just because Tommaso Ciampa is a master with weapons, and, and he really knows how to get inside people's heads when it comes to weapons, use them very effectively, and I think him and Gargano could put on a fantastic match if given the opportunity. Right, and, and uh, I do like that match, right? Um, I think it would have a lot of potential, for sure. Um <laughs> See, I really want Johnny to take, I think you mentioned this earlier, an extended break. Right. Right. Like, I think that maybe give him, th- you know, three months off or so. Mm. Let him go away for a little while. Uh, rehab up because I know his knees are hurting. Yeah. Uh, that's why we haven't been seeing him on NXT TV too much. But uh, nonetheless, um, I do believe very strongly that the. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano match. Uh, that 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 story is not finished yet entirely. Mm-hmm. I think that there is still a little bit more to tell on it. Um, yeah. So yeah. I mean, I do like that wish. Um, you know, with with a, with a few different caveats for sure. Yeah. Um, let me see. To each their own. To each their own. Yeah. Um, in honor of uh, these two members of DIY, mm. um, because I love, love, love my blue DIY shirt, um, <laughs> I'm going to give you uh, five blue devilfish. Ooh. Yeah. Those are really blue. They are very blue. Yeah. Uh, blue as that uh, DIY shirt. So, yeah. Uh, speaking of DIY, definitely don't forget to check out uh, uh, EPW Show. Everything Pro Wrestling Show on the Brain Buster Radio Network on, on those podcasts. I know that we're on there every Tuesday. Mm. Uh, but uh, Conrad, uh, he put out a show uh, breaking down uh, the infamous DIY versus Revival match from NXT, the first NXT TakeOver Toronto, mm. uh, which was uh, really an all-time classic and uh, one of my favorite matches for sure. So, right on. Yeah, definitely recommend checking that one out. Uh, as far as wishes go, though, um, hmm. just kind of going over my list here, uh, my, my mental list. Your head list. My head list. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we got to do something about uh, uh, this uh, NXT uh, tournament, right? Mm-hmm. We, we've had this NXT breakout tournament. Uh, 
I believe we'll be seeing the finals on NXT TV on Wednesday. Okay. Uh, so that's going to be cool. Uh, Jordan Miles, uh, formerly known as ACH, uh, you know, an Austin, Texas native, Ew. <laughs> uh, takes on uh, Cameron Grimes, formerly known as uh, uh, Trevor Lee. Uh, both of those guys also have big potential, uh, especially you know with all of this um, these unknown qual- you know quantities going into NXT nowadays, right? Yeah, Trevor Lee is great. Trevor Lee is a really really great heel. Yeah. Um, I really like him a lot. In fact, if they paired him with uh, Austin Theory, I think that'd be a, a very interesting heel tag team. Yeah, uh, uh, to go off of there. Almost like a like a rated RKO esque kind of tag yeah, team. Yeah, yeah. Two mega heels teaming up. Um, Good callback there. Yeah. What a great uh, great little mashup there. <laughs> I was a fan of of uh, rated RKO. It's good. Yeah, you liked them a lot. I did. I did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we we've seen Pete Dunn uh, here in uh, in NXT, right? Um, uh, we we've seen Tyler Bate come in in NXT a little bit too, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of want to do something a little bit different. Mm-hmm. So we had this NXT breakout tournament uh, for uh, the the regular NXT in the states. Uh, I want to see an NXT UK breakout tournament. Mm. You know, so let's let's find the up and coming stars of uh, the UK. Uh, just in general, or at large, or e- or even just span Europe. Let's find the breakout stars and uh, let's have a, an NXT UK tournament. We we got to get more eyes on NXT UK right now. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I definitely like that. I I was very confused on where you were going with this for a second, um, mm-hmm. but I I definitely really like that, especially with you know NXT UK is on level or or maybe just a tad but like on level with regular nxt in terms of quality Mm. they just put out really really solid matches and they've been getting a lot of notoriety a lot of uh you know growth and everything like that and this is a great way to continue or expedite that growth Mm. um so yeah for for your uh fire wish uh i'm gonna bring back a if wishes were fishes classic and give you five elegant fire gobies for a fire wish Yes, I greatly appreciate that. That's yeah. a uh, that's a favorite of yours, isn't it? The fire goby. It's a beautiful fish, man. It's a very beautiful fish. <laughs> uh, well, everybody, uh, we do appreciate you for tuning in and listening. Um, you can always find us here at Headlock Talk, uh, usually on Sundays or Mondays, right? Good times, great memories. One of those, yeah. yeah. Uh, make sure to tune in on Brainbuster Radio on Tuesday, where we'll actually be covering uh, the uh, the G one, mm-hmm. as well as taking some of your mailbag questions. Ew. Hey, mail sack, <laughs> mail sack, indeed. <laughs> um, so, um, with that said, here, um, please, if you find that you really enjoyed this episode or other episodes, don't forget to subscribe uh and uh of course five star ratings or reviews are greatly appreciated whether you're on itunes spotify google play podbean wherever you listen to podcasts if it has a rating mechanism 
uh, all reviews are greatly appreciated. It helps us get our numbers up, and the more that we can get our numbers up, the more that we can help make sure to give you guys more content. So we're, we've got some some things in the works, some irons in the fire. We want to do more for you guys. Um, you know, it's just a matter of growing and and, and doing it a little bit more uh, week by week. Yep. Uh, so. Um, we definitely do appreciate you guys for tuning in and listening each and every week um, for any kind of uh, uh, Twittering that you do. Uh, you can always find us on Twitter at Headlock Talk. Pretty easy to find us. Got, yeah. the, got the big yellow logo there, uh, so you can find us there. Um, just hit us up. Ask us some some questions. You know, uh, do whatever you want to do. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're usually pretty responsive. Yeah. Um, uh, tonight uh, is SummerSlam, so you'll actually get a SummerSlam review next week. Uh, so uh, definitely tune in for that. Uh, for any business inquiries, you can hit us up at headlocktalk at gmail.com. Uh, you know, we uh, we do have uh, some openings and availabilities for that, I guess. Indeed. <laughs> hit us up. Right. Um, you know, bar mitzvahs. Um, you know. Uh, Mostly bar mitzvahs. Gra- graduate. <laughs> <laughs> graduations yeah um we'll, we'll come and record an episode at your bar mitzvah yeah <laughs> shalom shalom <laughs> um but yeah uh you know we would uh greatly appreciate hearing from y'all in any way shape or form uh we always love feedback and so uh definitely make sure to hit us up um with that being said though uh, I am, of course, as always, uh, the Texas gentleman, Tanner Pruitt, mm. and, of course, uh, to my right, the one, the only, Mr. Stephen Grudy. Hashtag bring Boogeyman back. <laughs> he he is going to be very insistent upon this, folks. So I am. Uh, I guess uh, make it a hashtag. Uh, if you're listening to this episode, hashtag bring Boogeyman back. Indeed. Uh, so that way Stephen knows that you're listening to him. Oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks, guys. Um, but again, uh, we are Headlock Talk. Thank you guys again for tuning in and listening. And we hope you have a great rest of your week. Later, y'all. Bye. become Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts? We focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com. Zenni's Blocks lenses help to protect the eyes by keeping harmful blue light out. Because they're virtually clear, add blocks to any Zenni frame for stylish, all-day protection. Get a complete pair of prescription or non-prescription blocks glasses starting at just $24. Protect your eyes now at zenni.com.